episode 163, Disney Plus, the first six months. Travelers, it's me, Matt Anderson, and I'm back again to have a conversation with my friend, Daniel Butcher. Now, listeners, if you're longtime listeners to the Comic Book Time Machine, or if you've heard us on the Sci-Fi Christian in the past, you'll know that Daniel Butcher is a Disney expert. So, as the six-month anniversary, not anniversary, as the six-month time uh, came around where Disney Plus had existed for six months i wanted to talk to daniel and find out how he's been feeling about this great streaming service that we've been looking forward to for years so that's what this conversation is we're going to cut right into it right now here we go daniel hello welcome podcasting again only one week later this is craziness we never do it at this frequency i know uh, eventually it'll go back well actually do you think that we'll be able to get back to more often now i mean um now you have one child getting ready to go off to college. Will that make you? Will that free your life up a little bit? No, I want to coach lacrosse. So, are you, do you think that we could possibly get back to recording, maybe quarterly? No. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is really quarantine dependent. It really is, because as as you know, my life is freed up since I am. Um, currently not coaching lacrosse and, and that's the dream is to get back to coaching lacrosse of course um since we last talked um the the high school season here has been canceled um so i've lost that entire season Man. i'm now waiting for my traveling season and uh, all the attorneys that we go to are talking with us about contingency plans but at a certain point i don't know if we can put 60 kids on two buses and drive them out of state so yeah <sighs> doesn't sound like social distancing yeah i mean who knows how long this is all going to go on for uh it sounds like here in minnesota things are going to slowly start opening up soon but i think it'll be a while before things are back to normal well and really this is what uh, today's about is about social distancing it's a question you asked me before in the past to weigh in on and while it may not be a comic book per se because it's not the dc universe subscription service it is geeky Yes. I would like to think. Well, and I, I wanted to podcast with you about Disney Plus when it first launched, just to get your initial thoughts. But this might be even better. We've had six months, uh, approximately, to use this service now. Not quite six months, but almost. Uh, what, how do you feel like the first six months have been going for Disney Plus? Give me your, you're the Disney expert, so I'm going to let you do most of the talking here. Just give me all your thoughts on how it, how did it go at launch? What's it been like since then? Take it away. No. So are you talking about in the business world or are you talking about in the content world? I just want everything. I know, you, know, you have all the inside information on Disney, so just tell me everything. <laughs> inside information. So I would say one of the big questions that folks have for me is how do I feel about this service? Um, where am I landing? Um, and, I, and I'm going to admit to you, man, sometimes I only watch it once a week, mm-hmm. sometimes less than a week. And I'm somebody who's all in, all into the the point where I literally have four years of this subscription prepaid for. Well, how did you get four? Because I prepaid for three, but I never saw a four-year plan. I got the D23 deal. Okay. So that was two years for the price of uh, three. I mean, three years for the price of two. 
And then I'm a Verizon customer. Mm. And if you took their deal, because they offered all Verizon customers a year, what they do is they, they pause whatever subscription you have and then uh, restart it when uh, the Verizon deal is over. So I got, I got four years for the price of two. Man, wow. So, so you said you kind of teased last week that you weren't as positive as you thought you were going to be. Tell me about that. Well, I mean, I am positive about The Mandalorian. I mean, I'm sure you've heard of it. I have. I've watched it. Um, Mandalorian was fantastic. Mandalorian's great content. Mandalorian is Star Wars. The Mandalorian is a wonderful story. I mean, sure, there's I have questions with it. Um like okay so he can never take off his helmet and i'm watching new episodes of the clone wars where spoiler mandalorians are constantly taking off helmets Mm -hmm. um just saying we need to explain that dave filoni looking at you um but i mean i really do feel like when the series started i mean uh, when the the subscription started and we had our 10 weeks or nine weeks of the mandalorian we were all super 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 pumped about it Mm -hmm. And it was something that was exciting and something that was is really engaging us. And it became must-see TV. And then content-wise, we hit my problem. My problem was, what do you get after The Mandalorian? Well, you mean what kind of original programming? Yeah, because the next week, what what programming did you get? So, I mean, I could name some things, but it's nothing that is as impressive as Mandalorian. Is that what you're getting at? That they should have had something yeah. big to follow up with? I mean, we've got, what, how many Marvel series is in the pipeline mm-hmm. that we've been told about? How many? Are you asking me? I think there's at least three, yeah. maybe four. No, there's like seven. Yeah. So you think and they should have had one ready to go? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've got all these things that are out in the future. But at what point, I mean, after the the world according to Jeff Goldblum went down and um, after the Mandalorian was done, I mean, what were most people watching as far as new content? You know, that, that, There's all this promise, but we don't have any of it yet. I mean, what was my family watching immediately after this? Um I can't even find the name of the show. Yeah, I'm trying to load up right now. My family's original content that we were watching immediately after that was the show about the black guide dogs for the blunt. Yeah, I haven't watched any of their original movies other than I did watch that Christmas one, and now I can't even remember what it was called. Was it Noel? Great movie. So, uh, but I haven't watched very much of their original content. I know that they have some different movies. You really should. You you really should watch Timmy Failure. What's it called? Timmy Failure. Okay, I can check that out. I think you were saying you like some of their National Geographic uh, documentaries? Well, I mean, that's a different story right there. That's the, apparently Daniel became an old man in this quarantine (laughs) and now started watching National Geographic documentaries on Disney+. Plus. You know what original content my uh, my wife and me and my kids have been having a good time watching all together? Forky asked a question. Uh, nope, not that. In fact, I have only seen two episodes of that. No, every week, and this is happening right now, uh, we've been watching a cooking show, a family cooking show called Be Our Chef. 
And my kids look forward to this. So every Friday when it, it hits, we have to try to find time either Friday or Saturday to watch it right away. I will say you and your family are probably in that prime age where you look at some of the original content that's coming out uh, and you look at the existing content that's in there that isn't Simpsons. You know, if I had younger kids, I do think some of the Disney Channel shows and movies and some of the Disney Junior stuff that's loaded in there, we would probably wind up watching more. But, you know, my kids just aren't that into it. Yeah. Uh, my kids aren't in the place where Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is going to be a thing for us. Uh, my wife and I watched High School Musical, the musical, the series. We want to watch Encore. Have you watched Encore yet? We have not. My, my family's not that interested in Encore. Encore. I mean, for us, the thing that my family's the most interested in is the Disney Parks content. Mm-hmm. So we're the, the probably the odd family that actually has watched the one day at Disney and then one day at Disney Shorts. What about and I, Disney I want Insider? My, my follow up to the to the Imagineering story, which is gorgeous. I mean, that's probably one of the bravest things that I've actually put. I've actually seen Disney put out there in their own streaming service in the sense that they're actually highly critical of themselves. Now, tell me about this. I, I know you're talking about the documentary series, a docu series called The Imagineering Story. How many episodes is it? Like six? It's like six. I think they originally were. Played to do five, and they just had too much content. Um, so, what is, is that about? Inside, it's about the history of the folks who create the rides and attractions within the Disney parks. Okay. So, it's about their creative process. It's about their history. It's about their highs. It's about their lows. Um, and the thing is, is if you're a real, real, real Disney geek, the exciting thing about it is the director of it is uh, a lady by the name of Leslie Iwerks. Um, and her father um, was somebody who's a Disney legend. He did a lot of stuff in the mechanical area um, with cameras and um, building those things. But here's the really, really exciting thing. Her grandfather is Ub Iwerks. Do you know who Ub Iwerks is? No. Oh, oh Matt. I'm sorry. Ub Iwerks is the co-creator of Mickey Mouse. Oh, Okay. He is the artist. He is, he is um, the Kirby to Stan Lee. Um, okay. He is, he was someone who was known to being a really, really fast artist, a really, really good draftsman, and was Walt's partner. Um, they actually created a studio together in Kansas City that went bankrupt. Um, and he is the one who did all of the original animation with um, Steamboat Willie. Wow. And playing crazy. He's the one who hit away and created um, the character, the images that we have for Mickey Mouse. Um, so this really is an inside the family documentary. And where you hear me get excited is I, have you ever heard me talk about how the Soviet Union always treated history? No. Once you violated history, once you were out of favor with the Soviet Union, you were scrubbed from history. Hmm. So historical figures like Leon Trotsky, like literally disappeared from Soviet history books hmm. in the Soviet Union. You were a person non grata and no longer existed. To be honest, that's what Disney does. Is Disney in a lot of ways is once you're out of the family and you're no longer contributing, no longer in favor, hmm. Disney erases you. 
So when I was growing up, the head of Disney, um, the president and CEO was a gentleman by the name of Michael Eisner. Mm -hmm. Michael Eisner wound up being ousted and replaced by, replaced by Bob Iger. Eisner has basically disappeared off the face of the Disney universe. Yeah, I know him because uh, yeah. I can't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday, but when they'd have a family movie on on uh, just network television, uh, it was some uh, he hosted it. He was the he, he was like the face of that movie night. Absolutely. So to me, there is no Uncle Walt. There was my Uncle Michael, hmm. and so he actually is interviewed in this. And again, he does not show up on anything anymore. And this is, uh, wow, this is interesting. What about, I've seen something called Disney Insider. Is that something you're into? Um, we wa- we will watch it in the background. That's kind of like the what's coming up in Disney. Okay. It's almost a promotional sort of piece, which, Commercial? you know, for me, I find it interesting. I'm a D23 member. I find it kind of overlaps with some of that D23 content. Uh, but uh, it's really like what's going on in the Disney company sorts of stories. So if I'm understanding you correct, I think you're probably in line with a lot of other people who were really excited at lunch and enjoyed Mandalorian. And then somewhere in January of this year, just sort of started losing a little bit of interest in in Disney Plus and were maybe doing other streaming services until the next thing they want comes out. Well, and again, I, I'm, I'm obviously not canceling it for the price. Right. Right. Uh, I do on occasion I'll go in and I'll I'll watch something specific. There's been a few Disney animation documentaries that I've watched. Um, I recently I'm in a Disney T-shirt subscription service, and so I got a Three Caballeros T-shirt, and I don't think I'd ever seen the Three Caballeros, and I'm like I can't really can't really watch wear this shirt without knowing about it. Mm-hmm. So. I totally watched Three Caballeros, which I can do anytime I want to. I've been using it to watch Star Star Wars Resistance Hmm. um, because I never saw that. And I intentionally uh, made sure to to not get... I'm excited about The Clone Wars and it getting its proper farewell. How is the last season that's been on right now? It's had its up and downs. The, The first Ahsoka arc is a little... A little unexciting to me. Hmm. So I'm excited about the fact that, for especially for families in this current situation, we've seen things like uh, Onward and Frozen 2 make this service very, very early. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, Onward, I mean, I would have probably paid to see that in the theater. Two weeks after it's in the theater, coronavirus hits, all the movie theaters close down, and I'm watching it on Disney+. Plus. Maybe not two weeks, yeah, but, you think- know, a month later. <laughs> I think Frozen 2, I bought it, and then two weeks later, it showed up in, in Disney+. Plus. Yeah, in my family, uh, especially with my two daughters loving it so much, Frozen 2, we had that. We had to buy it immediately. And so we could... I mean, it's dumb to say I couldn't wait two weeks. We just wanted that in our personal collection. Uh, but I want to ask you a question. Speaking of that, I want things in my collection just in case they disappear from Disney+. Plus. At this point, is your understanding that they're going to keep everything always active on Disney plus, or are they going to swap things out? So let's take frozen and frozen Two. Will there be a day well, where those aren't on Disney plus? What happened to the sandlot? Well, tell me about it. I, I heard it got taken it's off not there anymore. Do you know why? Um, they had a deal. They had a different streaming deal in place. So it just was a matter of time. So they had it for a couple of months and then they owed Netflix or whoever. Yep. And then it went away. 
I don't think all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies are there right at the moment. So, but you know, but eventually, let's say you know, five years goes by and we're done—not we, but Disney is done having contracts with Netflix and Prime and whoever else. Once that's in their house and they don't have to worry about the places, are they still going to swap things out, or or how do you think? Do you think they'll just leave it there forever? I don't know. I think we're used to Netflix where we see things getting swapped out. As I've said many a time, Disney doesn't leave money on the table. So if somebody was to offer them enough, um, enough, I could see them switching out again. I think you and I as comic book fans remember when Marvel retook all the Star Wars material. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, do they not have IDW producing some of the Star Wars material? They do. Um, so, I mean, they're not afraid to license stuff. We're having that debate here in the house around the Star Wars movies. Um because we're about a week away for for May the 4th, um, we are going to see um, digital copies of the Skywalker Saga films being sold on places like Voodoo for five bucks. Mm-hmm. And we do not have all of these Skywalker Saga films. And so we are debating, you know, do we do we go ahead and get copies of these at a cheap price? Um, my wife's concern was, are they going to go away? Right. And again, if you don't have a, a copy of uh, the last of the, Je- the the last of the Jedi, did I say it right? Oh, there it is. Never mind. The last Jedi. The last Jedi, the last Jedi is there. Um, again, for a while, at least one of these films was not there. So, is it worth the five bucks to know that we always have a digital copy of it available? Mm-hmm. Or, as I said to her, do we just trust that it's always, we're always going to have Disney Plus and it's always going to be there? Uh, just a real quick question about Star Wars. You mentioned Resistance, which I haven't seen, but I also haven't seen Rebels. So if you had to, <sighs> to recommend one, which one would you recommend Rebels. For, for me? Rebels. Uh, is Rebels, uh, Rebels, would it be good enough for my five-year-old? Rebels. Just do Rebels. All right, did you hear my question, though? Five, I have a five-year-old. Is it two? Mm-hmm. Rebels. She likes it? Rebels. Okay. All right. I mean, Rebels is so good. Is it? Yeah, and it it's got a lot of Mandalorians in it. Um, you've got the, the nice thing about Rebels is you've got a young character who's tending your your point of view character. You're entering into this world with Ezra, um, and so I thought it was always a little bit easier for my kiddos to get into it than it was for them to get into Clone Wars, even with Ahsoka being their entry character, just because um, Ezra, as he comes into it, it seems a little bit more ordinary. I, uh, I watched Star Wars for the first time, the original from 1977, with my two daughters, five and three, uh, just last thursday or friday it was awesome i mean it was just a fun experience for me to share it with them i believe it again i remember doing that with my kids years ago now it's like pulling teeth to get them to rewatch some of those sadly but again my my son who's not always a believer he has watched the mandalorian twice with me oh wow you've watched it all what do you think about this uh mandalorian documentary that's coming out i can't remember what it's called i think i think i think they need it so Again, they, they gotta get people. They gotta get people to stay engaged with Disney Plus until they can get things like WandaVision and Winter uh, 
Falcon and Winter Soldier, get them out. Um, and I mean, I haven't really seen those updates lately to make me even feel like I'm going to see those any of those this summer. Yeah, I thought it was going to be April for Falcon and Winter Soldier, wasn't it? I don't know, but I, I do. Again, when you look at these core Disney programs, I mean, I mean, Lucasfilm programs and Marvel programs. The if Disney Plus has a feeling for me, it's that they didn't have Mandalorian equal content. Right, they, they, ain't, they ain't lead into something else. You know, I, I just did yeah. check. I, we're at the end of April here, so obviously. Falcon and Winter Soldier isn't coming out this month, so I looked online. It looks like it's coming out in August. So I mean, it's not too far away, but it is kind of a wait. Uh, when I'm pretty sure they announced it would be spring 2020. Well, but again, Mandalorian ended in January, if I remember right. Okay. Yep. Maybe beginning into December. Maybe uh, eight months. Are we really going to go eight months without this marquee original content? Especially when we've already been told, I believe October is when Mandalorian season two is going to come back around. Hmm. So they're going to make us wait this long from Mandalorian to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that is. And then not make us wait for the other two. And again, I get it. There's a lot of interesting content in there, especially for families. We hit we especially in the quarantine. We told a friend. Um, recently, you just need to get Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. It's just too cheap. It's too cheap. When you see HBO's twelve ninety nine yeah. second streaming channel, Disney Plus is so affordable and so cheap, and does have a lot of content in there, much of which I already own. But, um, really, these marquee original program shows are not High School Musical musical. Yeah. I think. Everybody knows the marquee stuff is going to be Lucasfilm and Marvel uh, Marvel Studios. The fact that we've gone over four months now without a new program from them is a problem. Mm-hmm. Because these are the stories that they're leading with. You know, not Stargirl. They didn't lead with Stargirl when they rolled this out. And it's not the DC Stargirl either. I don't even know what Stargirl is. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's in there. I'm sure your uh, oldest daughter will probably appreciate it. Okay. It's a typical Disney Channel movie, hmm. from what I see, because okay. I haven't I haven't taken the time to watch it. Now, what are some things in the Disney library that maybe people have missed, but you would recommend, and it's there right now, waiting? I'll just quickly give a recommendation. My my girls have been loving watching Tangled, the cartoon series. They've been just watching it like crazy for months now. And season three just uh, it was just released on Disney Plus earlier this week. So they had watched one in, seasons one and two numerous times in various orders. And now I think they've already finished season three basically in one week. All right. So what, what are some things your family's been liking or something you like that's hidden in the vault? Well, so I tend to go with a different sort of question. So I, I will say on these National Geographic sites... I really have enjoyed um, The Lost Cities with Albert Lin, which he's a, basically a mechanical engineer who uses a lot of scientific techniques okay. to kind of help archaeologists find things that they haven't used before. Again, we're sci-fi fans here. It's comic book time machine. Say There's it again. A lot of lasers. Can you say what it's of, called again? A lot of lasers going on. What, what, what is that? that? I'm going to look it up. What's it called again? Uh, Hidden Cities. Okay. 
And again, it's in, it's in National Geographic. All right, I'll check that out. So, again, I think we're here. We're comic book fans. Um, one of those things that are is in there that you've got to watch, and I'm going to just say this, and people are going to boo me when I say it, does not hold up the original X-Men cartoon. Oh, why are they booing you? This is one of the, my favorite animated series. I, have you watched it recently? I watched it before I got married, which was seven years ago. So I haven't watched it in the last seven years. Maybe I'm watching it on too big of a TV because the, the, the animation's just not holding up for me. Okay. Hey, I cannot find Hidden Cities. I'm on Disney Plus right now trying to add it to my watch list. Are you sure it's not Let called something else? Hidden. And, and, then, and then Togo. Oh, this is a snow dog? Yeah, <laughs> a it's a dog. It's a snow dog. No. Uh, again, it might be a little, Lost Cities, not Hidden Cities. Lost Cities. Lost Cities, okay. Uh, it, it definitely not Snow Dog. Could be stressful for the kids. It's stressful for me. Okay. Um, I, can, I can check this one out. Have you tried to keep up on everything original? Because right now, if you and no. I wanted to, we could watch everything that's original and it wouldn't be a huge task currently. So Absolutely not. Uh, so no, you haven't. Is there a reason you yep. haven't wanted to keep up on everything? Again, High School Musical, the musical, my family just isn't interested in it. Yeah, uh, my wife has a, a long history with High School Musical, so that was a, a must-watch in my my household. Uh, um, my kids will watch High School Musical, and then all three of them, but they did not watch the, the series. Just didn't work for them. Um, let's see. What about? Right. Uh, so I had uh, heard that a classic from my childhood has made it onto Disney Plus. I haven't watched it yet, but have you ever seen Rookie of the Year? You love the Cubs. It, again, I've seen Rookie of the Year several times. It's one of the highlighted banner shows right at the moment. Yes. So are, are you... Uh... It, it, and, and Princess Bride is going to be out soon because I, I, do think, I do think one of the places that Disney's been really good with is being responsive to understanding that we live in a quarantine mm-hmm. and... The reason Bob Iger was excited about Disney Plus and one of the reasons he acquired Fox was to get content. And so they are using content as a way to continue to keep some revenue going. They're trying now as much as possible to get as many subscribers as they can to Disney Plus because it's a revenue stream. And the same way, again, that they're providing a sale to digital copies of things from Disney and Fox. Again, it does. It, it's providing some cheap entertainment to folks some good PR by providing good cheap entertainment. It's also getting folks to buy things that they may actually already own for a few dollars. But again, continuing to keep some revenue coming. Hmm. Yeah. I, that purchase of Fox is now you can see how it's paying off for them with the vaults that they can put into Disney plus and Hulu. What's their real quick. What's their current, what's the status of Hulu right now? I know Disney has the controlling share, but other people still have rights to what's on Hulu. So talk to me about Hulu. Well, I, get, I do get nervous with Hulu because I know that the Peacock by MB, NBC is going to start streaming this year. Yeah. And uh, I do see a lot of the stuff that I'm watching on Hulu right now is, in fact, uh, NBC content. So okay. I'm worried that when the Peacock comes around or when those uh, deals roll away that I'll no longer have access to some of that content. Mm-hmm. And I may have said to myself, hmm, maybe I need to have the Peacock instead of Hulu. Um, but right at the moment, there's still a, a ton of content in there. We have Hulu. We don't have the bundle um, because we we don't like commercials. Um, 
and I think one of the things that, again, maybe if we hadn't seen the quarantine happen, I do think Disney needs to put a little bit more time with Hulu, especially when you look at the movie selection that's in there. Because there are a lot of movies that are either going to be released or won't be released that probably are better fits for something like Hulu. I'm thinking, like, I'm looking at you, New Mutants. Looking mm-hmm. at you. Yeah. Better fit in there as Hulu content than would be Disney Plus content. You think New Mutants ever makes it to the theater, or is this going straight to Hulu? I really wish it would just go straight to Hulu. Yeah. I and know. they keep saying it's going to, but... Uh, just a few shout-outs. I, I didn't see Aladdin in the theater, and I maybe would have rented it eventually, but it wasn't a high priority, but... Watching it on Disney Plus, just having some free time and putting it on, I actually found that to be a pretty enjoyable movie. Have you watched the live action Aladdin? I, I did the same thing as you. Uh, I really did enjoy it. Thought it was great. I haven't but yet watched the newer Lion King. I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, I saw that one in a theater with sixty girls, okay. teenage girls. You know so. what though? Uh, the we should say that you're a coach, so that I mean that's not weird. <laughs> I intentionally made, said it to sound creepy. <laughs> so what well, I just want to say one thing though: Lion Guard. Uh, just in the same way, my girls have been watching a lot of Tangled, the cartoon series. They're watching Lion Guard, which is a spinoff cartoon series from Lion King Two. So I'm going to tell you though. So I do have three things that are not in Disney Plus that I desperately want to have in Disney Plus. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, and, um, and I've even suggested them um, for Disney Plus because I think a lot of people with the impression that they had was that Disney Plus was going to take all of their content, all of their content and put it in here. And again, it's not going to happen. Uh, it's, it, and if it does happen, it's not going to happen quickly. I think one of the things that they're really being nervous about, be careful with is um, making sure that things are appropriate for kids. Mm-hmm. So if you look at Lilo and Stitch, um, originally Lilo hid in a dryer, and Disney does not want to encourage kids to hide in dryers, so they re-edited that scene to make it look like she's hiding behind a pizza box. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, and apparently there's some people that are upset about it. You know what? It's Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. I mean, I could see why people would be upset that the original was changed, but at the same time, I don't want my kid to go into a dryer. So, but here's what I want. If we ever, ever, ever get all of this content, okay, what I really want is I want, like, again, we mentioned these Michael Eisner Sunday night movies. Mm -hmm. So these are the three, my top three current things that I want to have added to Disney Plus that nobody else wants to. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Number three, 1997's Tower of Terror movie starring Kristen Dunst and Steve Gutenberg. Okay. So it's the story, the story I say with air quotes of the Tower of Terror ride at Hollywood Studios, uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, the whole backstory to it, what happened in the Hollywood Tower Hotel, um, I think out of the three of these, this is probably one that's the most likely to get put up. Again, it's got big name stars with with Dunst and uh, Gutenberg, and it's got a tie into a current ride. So I could see the Tower of Terror movie being put on Disney+. Plus. Thoughts on the Tower of Terror movie? Have you seen it? I've not seen it, and I don't think I knew it existed. It's not great. But hey, again, it's tied into the... <laughs> it's not Steve Gutenberg's best. 
But it is tied into our ride, so let's not forget that. All right. Next. Number two. No, this one's not going to make it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I-Man. I don't, I've never heard of this either. Stars Scott Bakula. When a man is exposed to an alien gas, he acquires the ability to heal instantly and survive any toxin or injury. Again, perfect comic book movie. Mm -hmm. A dad becomes a superhero. Come on, you love Scott Bakula. I mean, I like Scott Bakula. That's true. Charles in charge all the way. Scott Bakula. Let's let's make it happen, Disney. You just said Charles and Charles. I'm very upset with you. Did I say? Did I get the wrong name out here? Oh wait, is this Quantum yeah. Leap? You're thinking of Scott Bayo. Yes, I am. I, I you're you're saying Quantum Leap, Scott Bakula. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm actually even more a fan of Scott Bakula. I mean, between the two, oh. though, uh, growing up, I love Charles and Charles, but still, I love Quantum Leap. Yeah. If you like. I thought you liked Quantum Leap more than Charles and Charles. I do. That's all what I right. Quantum Leap. I mean, Quantum Leap's in my top, I don't know, 10 favorite shows of all time, maybe. Okay. And then last but not least, I've actually put this one in. This was a two-week event. Two-week event. So four hours, including commercials. Earth Star Voyager. I don't know what this is. Okay. In the year 2082, the Earth Deep Space Exploration Vessel, Vanguard Explorer, has suffered major damage. Basically, it's a group of kids that are sent out to establish the new home of humans out in the galaxy. And they have a whole bunch of adventures. So, young kids, future of the human race. There's cyborgs, there's space pirates, Duncan Rieger. I would love to see this. Uh, I think at one time I might have had it on VCR tape, so I think I have seen it more than once because I recorded it off TV. But that's what I want. I want Earth Star Voyager in Disney+. Plus. Man, I wish I prepared this. I haven't prepared what, I, what I'd like to see on Disney+. Plus. Although I guess eventually I'd like to see the Fox superhero movies. I like the Fantastic Four. I haven't watched that in a long time. Daredevil. Yeah. There's an entry Does for Fox Fantastic Daredevil? Four in there. There's entries for them if you search them. Okay. So that means, what, they're coming soon? Uh, I, I would say maybe not soon, but at least there's a chance. When do you think the Netflix Marvel shows are moving over, or are they going to move to Hulu? Uh, again, Netflix helped pay for those. So mm-hmm. someone's got to get paid for that if you're going to move those over. I think Disney's going to buy them. That's my guess. Well, somebody's got to pay. Uh, closing closing thoughts for me. I know you got to go here pretty soon. Closing thoughts for me. Uh, I'm glad Onward showed up. I I uh, was glad I didn't pay for that one because I ended up not liking that movie that much. Did you like Onward? I did like Onward. I, again, I don't think it's overly exciting, but it's a good movie. There's some good emotional beats, but overall, I think Pixar has definitely taken taken a downturn in recent years. I didn't love <sighs> I didn't love Onward. I I was I'm just really mad that Toy Story four exists, and I didn't like the story that much compared to the other three. Uh, Coco, no, no. <laughs> no. I don't know what else. What other Pixar? I mean, I'm just recent Pixar has been downhill. I think, uh, and I'm I hate to say it because you and I are both Disney fans, but I think they were better when they weren't under Disney's hard guidance. 
I get you. I get you. Uh, my family and I watched almost the entire Tinkerbell movie series straight to home video oh. collection on Disney Plus. That was a, a fun multi-day experience for us. Um, my oldest is right now into Descendants, but she's only really watched the cartoon. And there are some live-action movies that I think I'm going to check out with her just to see. Do you have any thoughts on Descendants? I've never seen any of it. Uh, Again, my kids, are, my kids are just out of the uh, age group. Yeah. And then, of course, I, I've personally watched various Marvel and Star Wars things. But I think overall I've used Disney+, Plus, but not nearly as much as I thought I would. Not nearly. I think I imagined it would just be the thing I'm always on, and I'm not. But again, it's so cheap. All right, I'm not complaining. I, I'm I'm not going to get rid of it. You know the uh, uh, the recent Disney family sing along event that they had specifically for the coronavirus pandemic. It was on network television and it was on Hulu for like a week, and now it's only on Disney Plus. That's a I think that's worth checking out if you have kids. Um, uh, otherwise, I do like. Disney Plus's model of releasing one episode per week. That gives me a little bit of a chance to catch up because if they were just to drop 10 episodes at once, I would be lost. I don't have time to watch 10 episodes in a short period of time. Well, and, and I think where it helped the most is The Mandalorian. You never felt like you had to binge in order to talk to your friends about it. Mm-hmm. You exactly. just watched your one. Exactly. And so I want the same thing to happen for uh, the Marvel shows. Which, based on everything that's happened so far, I don't see why that wouldn't happen. It seems if they're taking content from another network like star wars resistance then they put the entire season on but if it's for the channel if it's for disney plus they're doing one at a time all right closing thoughts take it away disney plus is it everything that we dreamed of nope not yet yeah that's is a it a good value Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. It's not quite there yet, but there's still so much good. I mean, how can you give it a bad rating? So if you're if you're just going to rate the first six months, my personal experience, I'd probably give it a four out of five. I'm, I'm happy I have it. I've had some good experiences, uh, but I, I know it can get better. How about you? Absolutely. I look forward to it. Again, we still have all this promise of Marvel and Lucasfilm content. I feel like I keep beating that drum over and over and over again. Lucasfilm... And Marvel Studios, that is what's going to, in the end, make sure people stay. We just need to get some of it on the channel. All right. We're on the same page. Send us home. Be safe, kids. Make good choices. So long, folks. And that was the conversation with Daniel Butcher. Daniel, thanks again for being here. I know you're not here on the air with me anymore, but I appreciate your insights. And listeners, thanks for being here as well. That's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. And I am, and we are, signing off. Huh, well, there, good. I think that was a good little retrospective. Come back in a year during the next pandemic? <laughs> oh, the pandemic. Uh, do you have any pandemic guesses? So I, I, when I podcast with people, I kind of like to ask, like, do you think, like, when do you think it'll get back to normal? Do you think there's going to be a second wave? That kind of thing. So I'll take it one at Are a we, time. We're going to go. Oh, is, this, is this being recorded or not being recorded? This is being recorded. It's for the post credit. So uh, let's just say we go back this summer. 
is there going to be a second wave where all of a sudden we're back sheltering in place again this fall? So you're not going to like my answer, which is I refuse to predict the future at this point. As someone who is preparing for a high school season and, uh, and preparing for a uh, teenager to graduate and preparing for a lot of social engagements that I had planned mm-hmm. um, for April and May and things that I was worried about. I've just quit worrying what's going to happen. It's going to happen just like my views on time travel. Um, yeah. I, I just, again, there's things I want. I want so bad to be coaching lacrosse mm-hmm. right this very moment, but just can't make that call. Uh, all right. So I'm going to say that there is a second wave. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I think one of the things, again, I, I'm a comic book fan, superhero movie fan. You know, usually what happens is Bruce Banner puts together a, a vaccine in two, three days, correct? Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. Well, Bruce hasn't caught up to it yet. Yeah, it should have should have happened by now. Yeah, that, that's what movies and comic books have taught us. By now, we should have vaccine in hand. Man. Apparently, this is not something written by Stan Lee. You know, there's lots of conspiracy theories out there about the coronavirus. Two that are interesting are that this is meant to be distracting us from something bigger that's actually happening. So that means some government or some group in power decided to release the coronavirus to get everybody to stay at home while something bigger is happening. So the two conspiracy theories are, number one, there's an asteroid heading towards Earth. They know it's the end of the world. There's nothing that they can do to stop it. So they're having everybody spend time with family during their last days. Okay, that's one. Second one, we're about to get the announcement that aliens are real. And they're just, at this point, once we once you have a global pandemic where everybody where the whole world shuts down, your mind is more open to the acceptance of, well, sure, aliens are real now. Or, or I got a crazy idea. Okay. If I've learned anything about uh, history, having two history degrees, it's that it's oftentimes, you know, a very, very simple answer. I think that there's a good chance that a disease broke out in a nice, in, in one area of the world. Yeah. And, and being a, a modern world full of people who move around it, literally everywhere unlike you know 100 years ago where people who got sick were in a relatively small area and didn't interact with other people from other countries um that maybe we some people got sick and then we just all spread it because we move around a lot wait a second are you doing the boring real version yeah i think so oh boy yeah i'm pretty sure pretty <laughs> sure that that there's a good chance that something like that might have happened Fine. Or that even if, let's say, there was a lab where somebody was working on something, you know, that maybe, maybe somebody in the area around that lab got sick and then, you know, just internationalism led to its spread. So, uh, when I post this episode, do you mind if I use this picture of you that I sent to you <laughs> as one of the images on the website? Oh, man, I look so excited. I don't care. Who am I? <laughs> Actually, I prefer you don't. I don't want anybody seeing my identity. Come on. See your what? I don't want anybody thinking I have a beard because by the time that this gets posted, I'm not going to have a beard. Anymore. Oh, I love your beard. You're going to get rid of it? I will. But I am about me first. So. Man, it looks great. 
right. you know, there's a lot of changes in my life. And one of them was, you know, I podcast less and I started growing out a beard. Man, 